But then when we come to buying a good company, a company that we use, why, why, why would we fear that it's going to zero? You know, is it a lack of information of how to research a good company? So therefore you're scared that, did you make a bad choice? Hey, what's up, everybody? In this episode, I got the team with me here today. I got Antonio hanging out with us. We got Michaela. These guys are usually behind the scenes, but they're traders in their own right. And so we're just coming on. We're talking about things that we see in the community from our own traders, from the questions that we get in emails. And we're talking about some of the things that you go through as a new trader or an experienced trader. And we're also going to give you some tips on how to overcome those things or some big picture things that you should be thinking about as you embark on this trading journey. So let's get into it. Do you feel like you were meant to live a life of financial abundance? Like you know your money is supposed to work harder for you than you work for it? Maybe you heard about the stock market and the new millionaires being created and wonder why not me? Maybe you want to invest in the stock market, but you don't know where to start. Maybe you have a 401k or an IRA, but you want to enjoy your money now, not just in retirement. Maybe you already had some success in the stock market, but you want to take it to the next level. Working for somebody else and watching free YouTube videos will only get you so far. To truly be financially free, it takes a strategic game plan, an investor's mindset, and a willingness to take calculated risk. When you're ready to get out of the rat race and onto the fast track, join us here where we break down how to manage money, how to navigate the stock and options market, and how to approach investing with the right mindset. I'm Jason Brown, stock market coach and options trader, and this is the Money Markets and Mindset Podcast. All right, so let's let, we wanted to just come on here and, and chat and and really think about some of the things that our traders go through in our community. We just came off a and a Antonio, uh, you were doing part of the Q&A. Michaela was as well. While I was on vacation. And so what are some, I don't know who wants to start first, but what are some of the things that we're seeing in maybe even new traders or even experienced traders that, you know, we can help those watching with this things that they can look out for the questions that might come up and how they need to think through and navigate through those questions or situations. Yeah. I mean, even what we just talked about, I think a lot of times we see traders get hesitant when stocks start to pull back when it's actually very healthy, as we've talked about, that's natural. It typically happens even in an uptrend where we get those healthy pullbacks, but we do see traders uh, get very nervous when things like that happen and they start making decisions that aren't very well thought out because they see their account starting to dip. But when you have an overall uptrending market, it's something that you can still have confidence in. That's something that I noticed a lot of people were having hesitancy about. What do, what do you think, Antonio? Yeah, I, I think that's true because it seems counterintuitive to buy when the market pulls back like that. It seems like, oh no, everything's selling off. I need to get out. And I feel like that's such a mistake that people make is because right at the low time that you should be entering and possibly putting capital to work, people will close their trades or get out and take their losses when really the market pulled back. And like you said, if it's a healthy pullback over the S&P 500, then it could be a great time to actually put money to work. But I feel like it just is counterintuitive. Most people, it kind of goes against the grain to put in money when you see red, you know, the market selling off. So right. it's just it's battling that emotion, I feel like. 
so this is interesting. And if you're watching, I'd love to hear from you in the comments. Like, why are you a person that when things are down, you want to sell and close all your trades? Um, and then when things are up, you want to buy into the market? Because this is interesting because it is, well, I guess I say, why is it counterintuitive to buy when things are down? Like, we don't do that anywhere else in life. Do you go to the grocery store and be like, the beans are on sale. I'm going to wait till they're double the price. You know, I'm not going to I'm not going to buy any beans because they're on sale. No, when they're on sale, what do we do? We get the beans, the rice. We like, oh, I'll stock up and get two, three, four of these. Mm -hmm. We don't ever go into the store and be like, what's wrong with the beans today? Or what's wrong with the meat? Is there something wrong with this cut of steak? You know, why did they put it on sale, right? Now, we obviously know that they put stuff on sale that's gonna expire, and I get that, but I'm talking just in general, if it's a normal sale, we don't go in and be like, what's wrong with this cut of steak, <laughs> right? But in the stock market, a great company could have a normal sale, if you will, or a pullback, and most people would be like, Here's okay. Let me give it. Let me throw this in there. Here's what's funny. Let's just say a stock like Tesla at 500. If mm -hmm. it goes to 700, 800, everyone says, Man, I should have bought some at 500. If it goes back to 500, if I could just get in at 500, I would buy it. Right. Tesla goes to 700, 800, then sells off 300 points down to 500. All of the people who said I would get in at 500, now I'm like, Well, what's wrong with it? Like, mm -hmm. why did it come back down from 800 to 500? Like, I don't know. Is this mm -hmm. the bottom? Maybe I can get it for 490, right? So now they want a discount on top of the discount. And then, boom, now Tesla's at like 1,200 right now. So I don't know. What are you guys' thoughts? Why do you think, why is it counterintuitive when we don't do that anywhere else in life? Anywhere else in life, if there's a bargain or a good deal, we buy two of them in the stock market. If it's a bargain or a good deal, we're like, what's wrong with it? Why is the market selling off? When we know that's a natural occurrence, that things don't just go straight up like a rocket ship. It, it's more like a stair step, right? It's like up, down, up, down a little bit, up a little bit more. So we know it's like a stair step. It's not like an escalator where it's just <laughs> it continuously goes up right. right so we know that so why why do you guys think people what, what's the psychology behind it i don't know maybe you guys got some thoughts maybe you don't but what what's the psychology behind it why do you guys think people think like that i think fear definitely comes into play you know you get in you have fear it's going to continue going lower uh you have fear that you know, if it does go up without you, it's going up now without you. So I think that sometimes controls the decisions. Again, not taking the time to analyze the chart and think very logically. Like you said, it pulls back, it goes up, it pulls back, it goes up. That's a pattern to follow. But letting emotions like fear take control keeps you from getting in that game or understanding that it's normal or natural to do that. That could yeah, be but, something. But then it's like, yeah. what's what it's like, what's the fear? Cause like here's the thing. If we look at the data of the market, historically, long term it goes up, right? That's number right. one. Number two, if we if we buy food on sale, 
And we know for sure that the food's going to zero if we don't eat it in a couple couple of days. Like I've thrown out a good steak or a good chicken or something because I'm like, ah, I meant to cook that. Uh, and we know for sure that's going to zero. Now, you might be able to consume it, enjoy it uh, if you can get it cooked and eaten beforehand. But I guess I'm saying we don't have that same fear there. But then when we come to buying a good company, a company that we use, why 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 would we fear that it's going to zero? You know, is it a lack of information of how to research a good company? So therefore, you're scared that did you make a bad choice? The other thing is, I guess I'm thinking like if you buy a stock or you buy a company, I wonder if sometimes it's because people don't know when it may go up. Like it could it could stay flat for a year. It could keep falling for two, three months and then turn around and go up the next three months. I mean, that's like six months total. So I wonder if part of it is like not knowing when, (laughs) you know, something is going to happen. I don't know. Tony, what's your thoughts? (laughs) Well, not only knowing when it's going to go back up, but also I feel like a a reason people don't buy when it's, when it sells off is because they've already bought in when it was high um, or buying at the wrong time, because then that's twice as painful. If you bought it in, at like an average time and then it sells off, then you're sitting there thinking, man, I'm already down in my account. My account's bleeding out. And a lot of people, well, then you have to sit through it. Um, people might not have the money to double down on it if it does sell off and it's a good company. So then you're faced with, I'm already invested in it and it's already pulled off. So if you're not buying when it's at those low times too, then you just have the pain of seeing your account go down and then hopefully watching it go back up over time. So that's something that I think that people face as well when 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 they're holding something that they bought maybe not at the most opportune time. Yeah, it, it could attribute to learning a bad habit and then you just keep doing that. Like Antonio said, maybe you're, consistently buying at the wrong time. So it's hard to change that habit or maybe you're newer and you just don't have the practice of getting that reward from doing that. So you're just, you're unsure about yourself. You're, you're buying at the sale, right? And you're not sure if it's going to pay off. So it's getting into that practice or habit of understanding that it does work. If you're newer, maybe you, you don't know, or you haven't experienced it yourself. So it keeps you from doing it when you really got to get in that game and practice and create those good habits. Yeah. And you guys said something that's, I think, important. And I think we need to make an important distinction. When we talk about buying at the right time or buying at the wrong time, you know, translation, we mean buying at the high risk time, meaning like it's at all time high as possible. It's going to pull it back. Um, versus buying like it already pulled back to a reasonable price where it was before, before it took off. And so when you take a look at those two different times, right, you, you have to have the skills to read the chart, determine your risk reward ratio, when to buy, when to sell. But I also think it's important that people understand. And I used to get caught up in this too. People think that the day that they buy, like it's done going down, it better like this is the exact day and moment right here at 1022 when I hit buy. It's on. It's only going up from here. And I think and I think what happens is you press buy and you're like, okay, it's still dropping. You're like, ooh, okay, I put five thousand in. I'm down a thousand. I don't like this, right? And so, like you said, you're watching it go negative. Like you said, Antonio, mm-hmm. you're watching it go negative. 
Now you're like, should I buy more? Should I not? But I only bought half. I mean, I mean, I, I spent everything I got and I don't have any more money to buy more, which here's a principle alert. If you're taking notes, one of the things that you could do to be a better trader is always buy half of the position that you really want. Because if you're going to assume that you will never get it at the best time or assume that it's not just going to stop going down the moment you buy it or mm -hmm. maybe it's going up and the moment you buy it, the next day is a down day. You have to accept that, again, it doesn't just go straight up because you bought it. It might go up, up two days. You're like, I'm getting in. That's the third day. That's going to pull it back for two days before it might stay low for a week. But understanding that you will see some red in your account. <laughs> I think that's it's yeah. different. Most people get a paycheck. It's only green, right? <laughs> it's just like <laughs> deposits went in. Like you don't really see it go red unless you bounce a check or go negative or something like that. But in the market, <laughs> I think you actually see the negative amount and that messes with you um, psychologically. It, it really, it, you question, did I make a good decision? Because it's red. And here's the other piece, because it's red right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you don't question. You don't question if you made a good decision. If it's green right now, if it's green mm -hmm. today, you're like genius. <laughs> right. <laughs> Got to right. tell my friends I'm quitting my job next week. Right. But if you buy today and it's red, you're like, I don't. I don't know if this is for me. Maybe, maybe I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> it's it's yeah. one of the most delayed gratification industries ever. Would you guys agree? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I've definitely. Been in a trade like that. Oh, sorry, Michaela. No, um, go for I, it. Yeah. I've been in a trade like that where I had some in Costco and um I bought it, pulled back, and then it kept selling off. And I was like, ah, you know, it's gonna, it's gonna hit the floor. It's about to turn around. And then it keeps falling. And the whole time your stomach is like, oh, it hurts, you know. Um, so that's like watching it just bleed out like that. And then I've in this, I've made the mistake of when I can't take it anymore. I'm like, I, I just got to close it down, take what's left and just move it somewhere else. And as soon as I do that, who Costco, you know, goes to the moon and I've been right. in there. And, and I think that's just the, the story of it is if I would have waited, if I would have had patience, which, which I mm -hmm. didn't, um, if I would have played the chart, not my emotions, I felt like that trade could have been an awesome trade, but but sitting there in the moment, it's hard sometimes. I feel like I have blinders on where all I can see is my account is down so much money and I just hate to see it. And so I think ah, I should just close it, take my losses and go. But really, if I'm removing my emotions from it, I feel like I would make a lot better decisions when it comes to playing the chart and playing uh, the stock. Dude, that's huge. I remember, um, I remember telling my best friend, I was like, don't look. I, I remember telling him this. I said, don't look at the money in your account. Look at the chart. Mm -hmm. Look at the chart. And if we took two charts and we plotted the stock on a chart and we plotted his emotion on the chart, his emotion told him sell when right. the chart said buy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and if we also looked at when the stock went up and hit resistance, it was time to get out. His emotion said, I'm missing out. Bye. 
And the chart said, this is the worst buy <laughs> ever. So we, we should do that with people. We should take their emotions and be like, how did you feel on this day? And then like, let's go and see what the chart said on this day. And then be like, the stock market sold off real big and like plot their emotion. Like, how did you feel on that day? Like, I just, I sold everything. And we should look at the chart and be like, that was right at support. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> you so know, true. Like, that was right when you should have been buying. Um, right. that, that would be interesting to do if somebody would volunteer for that. If you're if you're listening to this, let us know in the comments. So yeah. I want to know if you want to volunteer for a hot seat. Let us plot your emotions and plot your trade and just see how they match up on two different graphs when we look at it. Because uh, yeah. that's huge. That is huge. Michaela, were you going to say something? No, it's exactly. It's it's putting uh, your emotions into something you can actually see and um, making it tangible. I think that would actually help. But you you really have to remove it and think of it as Antonio said, or you know, as well as you. Just looking at the chart, what is that telling you? Don't listen. This is hard. In <laughs> this moment, don't listen to your heart. What does the chart say? Right. Don't listen to your emotions. What does the chart say? Um, mm -hmm. So cool. Um, I, I, I think we got, I think, hey, in this small time frame, I think we got some nuggets that people can walk away with. So Antonio, top thing that people should take away with their trade. And Michaela, top thing people should take away with their trade. And then I'll, I'll give my top thing. Yeah, I, I, for me, it's again, play the chart, not your emotions, not your bank account. When you see the red, uh, don't let that deter you. Don't let that scare you, but play it based on the chart and um, you'll, you'll make a lot better decisions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah absolutely. Play the chart, not your emotions. <laughs> right. Um, and, and with that comes knowing how to read the chart. So that's really key is, you know, you say that, but do you know what the chart is telling you? So learn how to read the chart, what patterns, um, and again, going back and, and noticing that the market does often do healthy pullbacks or healthy dips. So understanding that that's a part of the game. Man, you guys both took what I was going to say. Now I got to come up with something <laughs> new. <laughs> no, but really, I, I mean, I, I, lo I love what Antonio said, which I've been saying as well. Like, play the charts, not your emotions. Michaela, understanding that um, pullbacks are healthy. So I'm just recapping what you guys said because I want to wrap it up in a bow and say, I think all of that also comes to just having knowledge. You know, my, my takeaway or what I want people to take away from is is important to have knowledge of this industry, not just from a what does a stock do and what does a chart do, but what are the normal emotions and things that a trader will run into so that when you see, like, how do you even know that you're playing to your emotions and not the chart if you don't even know that's something you should be aware of? Um, mm -hmm. obviously, you know, Michaela, you know, a person might know like, well, I need to know how to read a chart, when to buy, how to open an account. They know they need to know that, but they might not need to know that they need to control their emotions. Um, they might not need to know that on a pullback, you're going to feel like this, but don't sell if you bought enough time and you bought a good company. So I think having not just technical expertise of like what a stock does and what the market does, but also understanding the human side of what you will go through. I fear I'm going to lose all my money. So I sold it. I fear I'm going to miss out when the stock went up. So I bought it, but I bought at the wrong time. I think you have to have an understanding of those emotions and the experiences that you're going to go through as a trader, kind of like college. Like if you, if you, 
ever studied college or going to school, you understand that part of getting your degree might mean you might have to take a class twice. You might have to pay tuition twice for that class. No one drops a class and has to take it again and be like, I'm never going to graduate. You're like, yeah, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to take that one again next summer. Or, you know, I had too much going on in my life. I had to drop that class. I'm going to have to pay and take it again. But, but it's different energy because you go in knowing that you don't go in and say like, I guess I'm never getting a degree. You go in like, okay, uh, that's part of it. I might lose some money, you know, uh, equating this to the stock market. I might lose some money because I had to pay for that class twice, but that's not going to stop me from getting my degree. And the stock market's like, I might be down right now. I might make a bad trade, but that's part of learning the game. But I'm not, it's not going to stop me from being wealthy or stop me from going down this path where I want to have my money work for me. And so that's, that's what I really want people to take away from, you know, my final recap is just having knowledge of what it takes to be successful in anything, especially the stock market and the emotions and things that, um, they're going to run into. So cool. One of the things I want to do for people, uh, if you enjoyed this episode, obviously hit the like, hit the subscribe button. Another thing is for a limited time, what we're doing is because we really are passionate about helping people, teaching people. And our, our new model right now is we don't want to just tell you that we want to show you that. And so what we're doing for a limited time, we're taking one of our courses. That's right. Full course complete. And we're giving it to you for free. All you got to do is text us at 313-251. 2260 will pop that number up on the screen. It'll also be in the in the comments or in the summary below wherever you're listening or watching this on YouTube, Facebook, iTunes, Stitcher. Again, that number's 313-251-2260. Shoot us a text message. Text the letter uh BB. All right. Text the letter BB. That's our beginner basics course. Um, text the letter BB, and we want to give you a free course. And the reason we have you text, I was like to explain why we have you do it because there's so many robots and trolls and fake people out there. Um, but we know there's only one real cell phone number. And so we like to verify that you're a real person before we give you access uh, to the real course. So text us 313-251-2260. Text the letter BB so that I know you want that course. And then I'll shoot you a text back personally, me or one of the members on the team, and we'll get you access to the course. So thanks for rocking with us and we'll see you on the next episode. Hey, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you're ready to learn how to have your money work hard for you instead of you working hard for it, then I want you to join us inside Power Trades University. Power Trades University is my group coaching program where we look for real trades in the real market every week for two hours live. It's all recorded and timestamped in case you can't make it live. You also have access to my amazing community of traders, plus access to all of my best selling stocks and option courses, and even my master classes. Just head on over to www.powertradesuniversity.com. Once again, just head on over to www.powertradesuniversity.com, and I'll see you on the inside.